Shania, hey my Renaissance grandma. Good morning, Nisi. <laughs> Good morning, Shermana. <laughs> Hold on. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, 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 thank you. Woo! Good morning. I can't even. Good morning, Makisha. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning. Oh, my God. Good morning, Yara. Good morning, Vanessa. Good morning, Hazel. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for those of y'all that are sharing the video. Thank you. Thank you, Instagram. Thank you, YouTube. Thank you, Facebook. Oh, Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. Laughter is so good. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you. Uh, oh, Julia, I'm collected. I am trying to collect myself, but Nisi and I got an inside joke. This, uh, so this just still got me tickled. So, y'all know how I feel about laughter in the morning. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for grace and mercy. Thank you for your love. We get ready to pray. Do me a favor. Share the video, and we're going to pray in just a second. Uh, if Deshauna's on here, she knows it, too. We're going to pray in just a second, I promise you. Um, yes, we're going we gonna to pray uh, in just a second. You know, I choose. We choose joy daily. Like, we choose joy we choose laughter. We choose happiness. Um, even when our circumstance or our situation may not necessarily present the very best of where we want to be, we can still wake up. My mom has something that she says. <laughs> I can't help it. My mom has something uh, that she says. She says, I wake up every morning with the joyous expectation of the Lord. And that was really ringing in my ear this morning that I work up every morning 
with the joyous expectation of the Lord. Like, I don't just wake up. I wake up with joy. I wake up with expectation. I wake up, um, I wake up like just in his presence. A lot of times I wake up and I'm just worshiping God or um, praying in the spirit, like, but waking up expecting to see God handle all my circumstances, expecting to see God handle every situation, expecting to see the power of God, because why? You can pray for what you need. Ooh, come on, put that in the comments as you're sharing the devotional, as you're putting it on your story and your timeline, say, I can pray for what I need. Come on, y'all. Oh my God, let me sip my coffee this morning. I can pray for what I need. Come on. Woo! That's powerful. Like I can pray for what I need. And we have learned that God is such a good, good father. And if I can pray for what my what I need, then I expect God to answer my needs. Because Philippians 4 and 19, Britt, tells me he shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. And then if my prayer life is so aligned with God, then this is what I know to be true. My desires will begin to um, align with his desires for me. And guess what? What else will happen as my desires align with his desires for me? Then even my desires, even the desires of my heart, God will give me. A lot of times we'll be frustrated because we'll feel like God hasn't provided us desires. But what you want is you don't want your desires outside of God's desires. Oh, my God. Come on. Let's make another confession this morning. I don't want my desires outside of God's desires. So I can pray for what I need, but I don't want God's desires. I don't want my desires to be outside of God's desires. Like I need my desires to line up with God's desires. I need my desires to line up with God's very best for me. Because there's been so many times in my life when I thought, Sharice, that I knew what was best for me. And God was like, girl, mm -mm, that is not best. Good morning, Johanna. That is not best. That is not my best for you. So I'm petitioning myself always and placing myself in a position, right? That I want my desires to line up with God's desires for me. And if my desires line up with God's desires for me, then guess what, Sir Phil? Um, then God's going to give me the very best. And you're going to get some stuff. Like it's his goodness to give you stuff. You're going to get some stuff. You're going to get some stuff. Like he just because he needs to prove some stuff to some people. But my the, the desires, God's will for me, being in his will, being in his way, being in his perfect plan has to supersede anything that I thought I knew was best for me. Whoa, that's big. So I can pray. I can pray. I can pray and ask God for what I need. So this morning we're going to pray and ask God for what we need. And sometimes when we don't know what we need, the Holy Spirit going to make intercession for us, right? So some of y'all woke up this morning and you need some strength. Whoa, come on. You need some strength. Come on, y'all. You need some strength. I woke up this morning and I need some strength. Pray and ask God for strength. Father God, I need strength. Woo! I need strength for my marriage. I need strength to raise my children. I need strength for the ministry God has given me. I need strength to get throughout the day. You can ask God, God, I need some strength. And guess what? He's a good father. He's going to give you 
some strength. Lord, I need some strength. I need to see more of your grace in my life. Father God, I need your mercy in my life. Lord God, I need to see your hand in a particular area. Lord, I need you to move. I need you to shift some things around. I need your favor to go before me. I need your favor to be my rear guard, all right? And so you can pray and you can ask, Lord, I need your strength. And guess what he's going to give you? He's going to give you your strength. He's going to give you your strength. He's a such a good, effective father that if you pray, that's his will. It's God's will to strengthen you. Woo! It's God's will. Some of you need peace. Father God, this morning, I need to feel your peace. Oh, my God. There are circumstances or situations that have had me anxious or that have had me overwhelmed or are getting the best of my day. And I don't want to live according to the circumstances or situations I'm facing, Lord God. I need your peace. So what I'm going to do this morning, come on. Can I tell you how you get peace? Woo! Come on. Can I tell you? Can I tell you how you get peace? You're gonna cast all your cares. Ooh, my God. Because when I realize what I'm carrying that I never meant to carry is placed in the one who cares for me. Ooh, come on, 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 come on. When I realize whatever I'm carrying, the weightiness of the ministry, the weightiness of the job, the weightiness of the marriage, the weightiness of my children, the weightiness of the addiction, the weightiness, whatever it is that's been bringing the anxiety, whatever it is that's been bringing the fear. When I realize that that thing that I've been carrying is too much for me, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to place it in the master's hand. And you speak that, you declare it, you say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Woo! come on, y'all. This situation is way too much for me, right? When I've done all I can do, I'm standing. And what I'm standing is, I'm standing on his word. I'm standing on his precepts. I'm standing on on the, the, the things that have occurred for me through Christ Jesus. Come on, my God. So I'm going to put my confidence in your word. And I'm going to take this situation and I'm going to place it at the altar. And I don't care how many times it gets back up, Tremaine. Woo! I don't care how many times to get back up. I'm going to push that thing right back down on the altar because it doesn't belong to me because I don't have the strength to carry the situation. And I need some peace because I'm sick of being troubled. And then I'm going to ask the Lord this morning, Lord, I need you to contend with what contends with me. I need you to deal with my enemies. Oh, my God. I need you to handle what's trying to come against me. Woo! Even if that's me. Oh, my God. Even if that's even if that's me, even if I'm the problem, I need you to help me with me. I need you to show your strong hand in my life. You said to me, if I dwell in the secret place of the Most High and abide in the shadow of the Almighty, my God, then you become my refuge and you become my strength. And you pray scripture to your situation and you pray scripture to yourself. You speak as if Jesus is speaking to you. Ooh! Because that's what happens when we read the word of God. It's as if Jesus was speaking to you. If you don't trust me and you don't believe me, go over to John 1.1. Come on, Holy Spirit. Go over to John 1.1. We learned some things this morning. Go over to John 1.1. You got to speak as if Jesus is speaking to you. You got to speak as if the word is alive and off the paper and speaking to you. This is in the beginning. Come on before all time see in the beginning before all time when it's we take for granted the in the beginning part it says in the beginning that means before all time Woo! 
before all time, come on now, before all time, was the word, was Christ. Ooh, I'm getting excited. In the beginning, before all time, was the word, was Christ. Ooh, and the word was with God, and the word was God himself. He was continually, ooh, come on, existing in the beginning, co-eternally with God and all things. Come on, you got to put all things in your sphere. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You got to put in all things in your spirit. You got to know that there is no circumstance or no situation where God can't move. My God, all things, come on now, all things were made and came into existence through him, you got to have all things. And then you just need to list down. All things were made. My sons were made through you. Ooh, my grandsons were made through you. Ooh, my husband was made through you. Ooh, my congregation was made through you. Ooh, my boss was made through you. See, you got to see all things. Come on, you got to get up. All things in your spirit and understand all things were made through God. And if all things were made through God, then guess what that tells me, Aunt Cheryl? Then everything is subject to God. Ooh, come on. Everything is subject to God. If all things were made through God, then everything, Cherie, is subject to God. That means there is no circumstance. There is no situation. There is nothing that avails itself in my life that is not subject to God, that is not subject to Jesus, right? He says, he says, all things were made and came into existence through him. And without him, not even one thing was made that is coming to being. Come on, y'all. You got to know what the word says. It says, in him was life. Woo! Jesus. My God. So if the situation looks dead or the situation, we're about to breathe some things back to life today. Come on. We're about to speak some things into existence. We're about to say what God says. We're about to edify the, the, the our lives through the word today. We're about to act as if Jesus, come on now, as if Jesus is speaking to us today, Miss Sandra, as if Jesus is speaking today to us today, Markeisha, as if Jesus is speaking to us. He's saying all things. He says, and without him, not one thing was made that is coming to being. And in him was life. Woo, come on. We're about to put some life on the situation. So when we understand that all our circumstances, when we understand all our situations are subject to the word. Woo! See, they told you this was naming or claiming. This ain't no naming or claiming. This is the word of God. This is how the word of God functions. This is what the word of God looks like in action. So when I speak the word of God over a circumstance, Julia, or over a situation, Michael Harris, what I'm doing is, is bringing Jesus into the situation. And when I bring Jesus into the situation, what I'm doing, Shep, is I put life into the situation. Ooh, Juanita, I'm putting life. So when I speak the word of God to a situation, when I'm anxious, when I'm fearful, when I'm worried, and I remind myself, 2 Timothy 1 and 7, come on, baby, that God did not give me a spirit of fear. God didn't give me timidity. He gave me power. He gave me love. And he created me to be sound of mind. When I speak and put the word on a situation, what I'm doing is bringing life into the situation. Because Jesus is the word. There is no separation of the word and Jesus. And so people who do not understand faith or people who have not been in your circumstance or situation don't understand what it means 
to confess the word of God or decree and declare a thing. It's not about naming it and claiming it or grabbing it. It's not. It's about asserting yourself and understanding that this is the word and that when Jesus comes and speaks or brings life into the situation. So when I speak the word of God, what I'm doing is speaking Jesus to the situation. When I speak the word of God, I'm speaking life to the situation. When I speak the word of God, I'm trusting that what needs to happen for me is in the spirit. Come on. And not in the flesh. Fourth verse, John 1 and 4. It says, in him was life. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> it says, in him was life. <laughs> it ain't in me. It ain't, in, it ain't even in the power of my tongue. It's what's coming off my tongue. Ooh, it's not even what's coming. It's not even my tongue. It's what's coming off my tongue. My God. In him was life. The power to bestow life, right? And in him was the life or the light of man. Remember, we learned that our eyes um, can bring darkness. The scripture says whatever our eyes are focused on can bring darkness. So then when I, come on, y'all, you got to see it as he says it. You got to see it as he says it. So if my eyes are like, um, if what my eyes are focused on can bring darkness, then why would I not focus on the word? Oh, come on. If what's in my life, come on now, we're going to shake some stuff up. We're going we gonna to take some possession this morning. We're going to pull back um, on the plot and the plans of the enemy that has tried to cover your mouth, that has tried to have you muted, that has tried to leave you in a listless, lifeless state as if there is not any authority. It's not about your the power of your tongue. It's about what rolls off your tongue. So if Proverbs tells me there is life and death in the power of my tongue. If the word of God tells me in Matthew that my eyes is what brings darkness, then why would not Kedra take my time and focus on the word? Why? Because the word is Jesus himself. Ooh, come on. The word is Jesus himself. The word is Jesus himself. This ain't no magic. This ain't no diabolical situation. This ain't you acting high and mighty. This ain't why this ain't you exalting yourself. This is you knowing and understanding that the word is the word is the word is the word is the word. And when I put the word on the situation, then what I'm doing, Angela, is I am bringing life to the situation. And we have had circumstances and situations and things around us that have been dead for too long. I'm sick of dead marriages. I'm sick of our children being dead. I'm sick of our neighborhoods dying. I'm sick of our cities dying. I'm sick of our states, our, our nation dying because we won't put the light we won't put the life into the circumstance of the situation. We have given way, but the devil is just busy. He's not even worth your words. Come on. He's not even worth your words. He's not even worth your circumstance. He's not even worth your situation. He's not even, he's not even worth bringing up. He's not even worth mentioning. But what is worth mentioning? Come on. What is worth mentioning was in the beginning. I got to go. In the beginning. Before all time was the word in the beginning. Before all time was Jesus and the word was with God and the word was God himself. So when my circumstance or my situation needs refreshing, come on. He's talking about 
Oh, I need a refreshing. Come refreshing. No, bring the word on the circumstance and the situation. Bring some life. Breathe life into the circumstance and the situation. When I need a refreshing, when I need to see something switch, when I need to see the game change, because he already told me, Proverbs 4.19, that he would supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. I need to get some gumption to speak to decree, to say what the word says about my circumstance and my situation. And even if I'm my own enemy. Can I get y'all something real quick? <laughs> and even if I'm my own enemy, because sometimes what happens to us is we become our own enemy. Oh my God. Come on. Come on, come on, be with me, ride with me, walk with me through this thing, rock with me this morning. And even if I'm my own enemy, <laughs> woo, y'all, come on. Even if I'm, come on, even if the problem is me, come on, go on and tap yourself. Even if I'm my own enemy, <laughs> even in my own, me, even if the problem is with me, with me, I'm still gonna, see what usually happens is we act like Eve, Nia, when the problem is with me, then we hide ourselves from God when really when the problem is me, I really need to show up more in the word because if the problem is with me, then Hebrews 4 and 12 tells me that the word is alive, active, sharper than the two-edged sword. And so what the word is going to do is get down into those me's that I've been holding on to, the self-inflicting me, Ooh, the self-sabotaging me, the me that won't believe that the other me exists. What the word of God is going to do is get in between the old me and the new me. And it's going to divide between the old me and the new me because the old me tends to lean into the direction of my own understanding, which does not understand the grace of God, which does not understand the mercy of God, which does not understand the newness of God. Right. So even if the problem is me, even if my own, if I'm my own enemy, then speaking decreeing and declaring and say, saying the word is pitting me against the old me. Oh my God. Come on. So when Isaiah, let me take you to Isaiah 59 and 19. We quote this scripture all the time. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the, the word of God will lift a standard against him. Let me tell you what the scripture was really about. Israel, the, the enemy, the enemy that they were talking about was really the Lord. Man down. Israel was in trouble because of their disobedience and their ability to put other gods before God. So here is God speaking to Israel. And can I tell you something? When people try to tell you, oh, the Old Testament scripture is not for you. 1 Corinthians 10, 11 and 12. He, this is Paul talking. He said, these things happened to them as an example and were written down as a warning for us, warnings for us on whom, come on, the culmination of the ages, come on, of his love. So if you think you are um, standing, be careful that you don't fall. This is Paul saying, this that is written in the Old Testament is for us so we don't mess up and self-sabotage ourselves. So when people tell you you can't apply the Old Testament to your life, you can absolutely apply the Old Testament to our life. So when we're dealing with this in Isaiah 59 and 19, I'm sorry, it says, so shall they fear the name of the Lord for the 
for the rest and for his glory, for the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. They were in their own space, sabotaging their own destiny. <laughs> they were in their own space, sabotaging their own destiny because they had allowed other gods to become their gods. They had allowed other idols. The people of Israel were in a place. They had something between them and God. Woo! When something becomes between me and God, woo! come on. This is why the word is so important. When something, I don't know what your something may be. Maybe your something is like Eve. Woo! Come on, y'all. Let me get, maybe your something is like Eve in Genesis. Uh, when Eve is in the garden and the snake slides up in Genesis 3 and 1, and he simply says to her, what if, did God really say what he said? Um, the doubt that came in put something in between Eve, in between the word, in between how she was supposed to live. So that doubt placed something. Maybe your own self-doubt is keeping you from walking and living and believing and breathing the word. Or maybe you're like, um, in Genesis 25 and 34, when he gave up his birthright for a bowl of stew, he sought out a temporary fix of whatever he was famished or whatever he was like. He sought out a temporary fix for a long-term situation. God offered him something long-term and he looked at something short-term. Perhaps the thing that's coming between you and God or the thing that's sabotaging you is because you keep looking for a short-term fix, Lakeisha, for something that needs to be a permanent situation. Come on now. So imagine giving something, come on, that was supposed to be your birthright, your long-term for something that's a quick fix, right? So even when the enemy is coming in like a flood, this is what I love. Even when the causality of what's happening in our life is because we have doubt. Even when the causality of what happens in our life is because we move too quick. And when I think of moving too quick, like instead of waiting on God, going to put it on credit, or instead of petitioning and believing and trusting God, moving ahead or outside of him and in his in other circumstances, because the word, instead of trusting what God has said, looking to see what man has said. Well, even when that happens, y'all got me riled up this morning. I said I was going to be calm and calm. Even when that happens, here is the Lord saying, Ooh, somebody said, here is the Lord saying, even when I'm the, when you've created woo, the distance between me and you, you got to see this thing. See if you knew the word and you understood righteousness and you understand how God felt about you. Even when you create the distance between you and God, even when God is upset, even when sin is present, here is the Lord saying in this scripture, even when the enemy comes in like the flood, even when I'm the enemy, even when this is because of whatever is separating me, I'm still going to show up. <laughs> I'm still going to give you some mercy. I'm still going to love you. I'm still never going to leave you. I'm still never going to forsake you. The Lord still says, even when we at odds, I am still 
with you. Oh my God. Even, even though um, we are at odds and they were in a war. Come on, Juanita, nothing. See, but when you know the truth, even when you mess up, oh my God, you'll remind yourself. Come on now. I, God does not remember my transgressions. God has blotted out my transgressions. And if God doesn't remember my transgressions and blot, God has blotted out my transgressions, then why should I remember my transgressions? The Lord, Hebrews 13 and 5 says, the Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. That means the Lord, Julia, can even help me when it's me. Yeah, I got to go. That means the Lord can help me when it's me. God still demonstrates his love for us, Jessica, Sandra, Cherie, Courtney, Cynthia. He still demonstrates his love for us, even if the enemy becomes me. Romans 5, 8, and 9, we are, while we are still sinners, Christ died for us since we have now been justified by his blood. How much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? First Peter 5 and says, bring me all your worries. So even if you have worried yourself, Even if you have worried yourself, <laughs> I, you can turn yourself over to the Lord <laughs> and his word will come in like a flood. Even when you have worried yourself, you can turn yourself over to the Lord. First Peter 5 and 8 tells us to be sober, to be vigilant. Lord, I'm turning myself over to you because I need your sobriety. I'm turning myself over you because I need you to help me with me. Come on now. My God. Second Corinthians 4 and 4 reminds us the God of this age, this age, the world is what has us blind to the things of God, to unbelievers. But as a believer, I should never, ever think, that the word of God is not working for me. When John 1 and 1 tells me the word was in the beginning, the word brings life. The word brings life. The word changes the situation. The word can help me even with me. Even when I turn on myself. God is never out of grace. God is never out of time. God is never out of mercy. There is no circumstances, even when I'm the enemy. God is never, ever out of those things. Come on, y'all. Even when the problem is me. Come on. So when we pray and I ask you, Lord God, for some strength, I might need you. I might need some strength from me. I might need some strength from me. I need, I might need some sobriety for me. I might need some revelation for me. A lot of times we've so focused on the enemy being outside us. Hey, can I tell you something? The only real enemy you have is sin and Satan. Trust, trust. The only real enemy you got is sin and Satan. Them the only two real enemies. People are not your problem. The only real enemies you got is sin and Satan. Them the only two enemies you got. Sin and Satan. So if I need to deal with sin and I need to deal with Satan, then the word of God is the answer. Because 
when the enemy is coming in like a flood, whatever this is that I've allowed to come between me and God, then even God will lift up a standard, which is his word. Lord God, I thank you for burning up the chaff, the things that are in us that do not allow us to tap into your word. Help us with our unbelief. Woo! Lord God, let us not try to match energy with this world. Let us try to be saturated in your word, Lord God, so that light and life can come in to every circumstance and every situation in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to pray the word. <laughs> we're going to pray the word. We're going to remember the word brings life and light to the circumstance and the situation. We're going to believe and trust in the word. So when the idols are in our life, when we've leaned into other gods, when we've got other things that we are focused on, then the Lord, because of his grace, because of his mercy, because of how he feels about us, will come in like a flood and lift up the standard. And the standard is in his word. Woo! You know, we be thinking we need, oh, I'm gonna go get this self-help and I'm gonna go get this book and I'm gonna go get this. I'm a writer. There's nothing wrong with books. There's nothing wrong with them. But the word needs to become the standard for your household. The word needs to become the standard for your life. The word is what's gonna build you up. The word is what's gonna put life into a circumstance or situation. The word is what's gonna change your husband. And if it doesn't change the people, that seem like the enemy, then you being built up in the word is gonna change you. <laughs> it's gonna change you. And your concern is with you being changed way more than it is with anybody than anybody else being changed. Oh Lord, deliver me from me. Lord, come on, come on, come on. This is our exodus. This is your exodus today. You're making an exodus today. You're making an exodus today. You are exiting out of this norm mindset that the word does not have power for every circumstance in every situation. You are exiting out of this norm mindset that when you pray, God doesn't hear you. You're exiting out of this numb mindset that the word is not effective. The word is life. The word is life. The word is life. So if I speak life to a circumstance or situation, even if the thing Jericho looks dead for a second, even if the word, it looks dead for a second, guess what's happened? The resurrection power, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the cross that's working inside of us is going to bring it back to life. Two things. Lord places on your heart to partner, to give to this ministry. Remember, we sow where we grow. If the Lord places on your heart to give to this ministry, go to the website, lmjministries.org, and you can find out all the ways you can give and partner with this ministry. Um, even if you like snail mail, you can write us a check, P.O. Box 4186, Little Rock, Arkansas, 72214. That is on the website as well. Oh, my God. If you have never received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is your beginning. 
This is your reconstruction. This is how you become new. You cannot, there is no way to the Father but through Jesus. There ain't no all paths. It's one way. It's Jesus. And that resurrection power is the evidence of what you're seeing in my life, the evidence in this devotional, the evidence in my children. So when the enemy comes in like a flood, which I might be my own enemy, then the word of God becomes the standard. Lord, I thank you for your word becoming the standard in our life. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I want you to repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I'm in need of a Savior. I'm asking you to come into my life to take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com. Y'all, I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you even more. It is time that the resurrection power be evident on our life and how the resurrection power becomes evident on our life is only through the word of God. You want to change your negative mindset? That's the word of God. You want to change your ability to succumb to fear? That's the word of God. You want to, you want to change because the word of God creates a new standard for how you look at life. Woo! And when you understand that the word of God creates a new standard for how you look at life, then you will not give in to something else that does not line with the word of God. Father God, we thank you for your word. Do me a favor. Go be love today. Let somebody else experience the love of God through you. You are the only one they're going to know that God's love is real. And I'll be back here in the morning at 6 a.m. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you.